it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not campaigning in the state of Florida today. Joe Biden can't get invited to any of the battleground states, so they're sending him down to the Sunshine State to see if he can turn Charlie Crist's 12-point deficit into, I don't know, a 15, a 20-point deficit? Biden sucks. We'll get into it with Chadwick Moore and Democratic strategist Jessica Tarloff stopping by to discuss Gavin Newsom's claim that Fox News is to blame for the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. I mean, really, couldn't be the governor who let the violent criminals out of jail and subsidized drug addiction and homelessness. No, it turns out. California's walking dead. They just watch a lot of cable news in their tents when they're not shooting up and going big potty on the sidewalk. Come on, dude. 888-788-9910. That is the toll-free number if you want to be a part of the show. Also, the toll-free number if you don't want to be a part of the show. Just call me up and and another thing, you fat animal I watched on TV yesterday. I don't want to be a part of your show. That's fine. Dissenting voices always welcome on Fox Across America. It is a veritable audio safe space for cool people where we say every day you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. We don't care, man. Just don't be a That is all. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Fired up. we got a lot going on this week. I am, of course, heading to Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I will be at the Red Rock Resort this Saturday night. Two shows. They're both sold out. Uh, but I promote them anyway because if you're in the area, come by. We're going to hang out. We're going to go to the casino afterwards, you know, play some cards. At this point, it might be your best bet given the state of the economy. Let me read you some of these polling numbers. There's an NBC News poll that came out just minutes ago, minutes before we get on the air. And I know if you listen to the show every day, you're like, would you stop it? You guys don't prepare this show. But I'm telling you, we do. I mean, it might not sound that way, but you'd be surprised. We put a lot into this. NBC New poll, uh, News poll that came out minutes ago shows the GOP leading. OK, when we talk about the key issues in the race, what are the three biggest issues? Crime, the economy, the border. Those are the three. OK, we're talking about inflation. We're talking about crime. We're talking about the border. According to this NBC News poll that just came out, the GOP leads by 33 points on immigration. They lead by 31 points on the economy. They lead by 28 points on crime. So 33, 31, 28 on the three biggest issues. Uh, Abortion for the Democrats is where they enjoy their one lead. They're up by 14 points, which, got to be honest with you, is not that big. Okay, they thought this was going to be, if you remember, oh, they overturned it. Roe versus Wade, the Dobbs decision. The midterms are going to be Rovember. No chance. Okay, the Democrats went all in, all in on climate change and late-term abortion, and here we are. Now, they are going to lose everything known to man, and it's really fascinating to see a president of the United States relegated 
you know, to garbage time for all intents and purposes. Understand, Charlie Crisp is down like, you know, 15 points in a lot of polls in Florida, and he'll probably lose by more than that. They're sending Biden to the least consequential place they can send him, meaning this le- this race is a foregone conclusion. So it's not going to be like, well, the guys Biden campaigned with lost because, you know, they were going to lose anyway. OK, they're not sending him to key battleground races by and large. Yeah, they sent him to campaign with Fetterman because, you know, those two are kind of in that same like little bit of a wavelength uh, when it comes to their limited communication skills. And I don't begrudge Fetterman as health. Believe me. Okay, there, but go for the grace of God, go I. But Fetterman's policies uh, are deadly. Correct the mundo. Okay, letting violent criminals out of jail. It's a big problem. Okay, you could have seven strokes. If you're doing well and you're able to serve, I support you. I am not ableist. Okay, but the God's honest truth is if you look at his judgment as a politician, uh, he is unable to safely represent the people of Pennsylvania. The crime in this country just worldwide is out of control nationally. Okay, but as they send Biden down to Florida, they're basically just giving him a pretend job. Okay, you know when you're doing something around the house, you got little kids that keep getting under your feet, kept keep getting in the way. They're a little restless, you know, and you just you just got to keep working to get stuff done. You know, so we, we've done Jenny and I have done this when we have like Lincoln, when Lincoln was like a toddler. You know, we're moving in to our new rental home at the time and, you know. We got a million and five boxes to unpack, and Lincoln just wants to do this, wants to do that. You're like, hey, Lincoln, do me a favor. Can you go check the washing machine for monsters? You know, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, no, I better go do that. You just give them something exciting to go do, like a little child. You know it will occupy their imagination. That's essentially what they're doing to the president of the United States. Okay, we are one week away from the midterm elections, and they're like, hey, Joe. Can you just head down to the washing machine and check it for monsters? You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. uh, I mean, wildly unpopular, wildly unpopular. And you understand this. okay? the incumbent party always loses seats in the midterms. That's not new. okay? Trump lost seats in the midterms. Barack Obama lost more seats than anybody in history in the midterms. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is. In both of those instances, the presidents of the parties who happened to lose seats still remained popular within their own party, meaning they went out there, they campaigned, they lost seats anyway. Biden isn't really being asked to campaign. He's being given the imaginary job. Go check the washing machine for monsters. Okay, the Charlie Crisp vote, you know, against Ron DeSantis is absurd. Okay, it's it's Michael Jordan versus Michael Moore in a pickup basketball game. This is not a contest, but they're sending him down there anyway so he can make news and yell and scream about, you know, uh, Republicans are going to cut Medicare, which isn't true. He's trying to spike the ball on the fact that the Inflation Reduction Act limited insulin prices for three million of the country's eight million insulin users. What he doesn't tell you is that that insulin cap was already in place under Trump. And he whacked it the minute he got into office. That's just how white folks will do you. It's a total scam. Okay, but understand, he is out there campaigning in a lost cause. Why? Because he is a lost cause. Here is some of the Biden claims, though, that have gotten us to where we are. And, you know, again, I don't want to begrudge the guy the work ethic. He has been to all 54 states. Here's clip 19. By the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. Have you ever had a checkup? 
<laughs> we, went, we went to 54 states. That is a fact check false. Don't stop him now. He's on a roll. <laughs> it's like John Belushi in Animal House. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? You know, that sort of thing. Come on, man. Oh, he's the worst. But here is Biden, okay, showing why he as, is as historically unpopular as he is. And understand, this is an achievement, man. This is quite an achievement. Okay, Joe Biden came into office with the wind at his back. Okay, the overwhelming majority of the media, when I mean overwhelming, I mean like 99.9% of the media was fangirling for the Democratic Party. They just got rid of literally Hitler, Orange, Cheeto, Jesus, all the people who spent the entire campaign bashing the development of the vaccine were now cheering for the vaccine, the mandating of the vaccine, the destruction of anyone who got in the way of the mandating of the vaccine. Okay, Biden came into office with the wind at his back. And now has nobody that wants to go anywhere near him. And it's not the fact that he quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. Okay, yes, it's not good that he's sending in the punt team on second down. It's generally not how you want to manage the ball club. Uh, But the bigger issue is just the lying and just the shamelessness. Whether it was getting into office and saying anyone who opposed, you know, voter ID, who wanted voter ID was worse than Jim Crow, which is so disgusting. They moved $100 million worth of commerce, the American League All-Star Game, out of Atlanta. Second biggest black metropolitan area in the country. Lost out on $100 million because of fake racism. And, of course, there was fake racism at the border when they slandered the, the border agents for whipping you know, Haitian migrants, something that did, in fact, never occur, something they knew had never occurred before they went out to the podium and accused it of occurring. Okay, understand, we've discussed this at length. The photographer who took the pictures alerted the White House three and a half hours before Mayorkas went out there and said, by the way, no one was getting whipped. They did it anyway. Okay, he has been a shameless liar is the bigger issue. You know, last week I played you his lies on gas where he said, ah, gas, we've taken the prices down since the election. Yo, the election was $2.39 a gallon on the day Joe Biden got into office, $2.39 a gallon. Okay, it's now a dollar forty higher. Biden is such a disaster. Okay, and to be clear, the claim he's making is it was five dollars on the day he got into office. You were lying your ass off. But here he is. He was talking about it. Let me give you clip twenty nine. So economic growth is up. The price of inflation is down. Real incomes are on going are up and the price of gas is down. Folks, continue to spend, but now a more stable pace than during our rapid recovery last year. I mean, come on. You're the lowest form of life on earth. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. Why, you little maggot, you make me want to vomit. Oh, they're getting worked up about that one. Okay, inflation, okay, is not down. It was 1% when he got into office. If he wants to say it's down a hundredth of a point since last month, congratulations. The average American family is spending an extra $700 a month on goods because of this presidency. Okay, when he says real incomes are up, no, they're not because inflation is higher than the income growth in this country. Wages are growing at 5%. Inflation is growing at 8.3. means you're losing money even if you got a raise. Congratulations. The price of gas is not down. 
Okay, and it's about to go up when the election's over. And oh, by the way, we're about 20 days away from a major diesel shortage that is going to result in the rationing of home heating oil. Okay, it takes me no joy. I bring, you know, find no joy in saying this. This is just the reality of this presidency. He has been consequentially the worst president in the history of this country in our lifetime. There's nobody to even compare it to. And now the guy who declared war on the fossil fuel industry is a candidate for office. The guy who got into office and decimated the Keystone Energy Pipeline immediately, wiped out 10,000 American jobs along the way, gave up our energy independence. So now we are now susceptible to the whims of Vladimir Putin and world events. Okay, that guy's yelling at oil companies. This is the last ditch effort. Okay, if you elect me, we'll give you unlimited abortion. We'll dump all the money into climate change and other issues you don't care about. And oh, by the way, I'm going to yell at, you know, the oil executives for some class warfare along the way. Here is Biden saying that the oil companies, okay, they're your problem right now. It's clip 26. Oil companies, record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. The windfall from the brutal conflict that's ravaging Ukraine and hurting tens of millions of people around the globe. You know, at a time of war, any company receiving historic windfall profits like this has a responsibility to act beyond their narrow self-interest. If they don't, they're going to pay a higher tax on their excess profits and face other restrictions. Mm. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. So that's Biden. Oh, just threatening the oil companies now. You don't, re- you don't release prices, you know. I understand I declared war on your industry, crushed your ability, okay, and financial wherewithal to boost production here in the country. And now that supply is so limited and demand is so high, you're making more money because of my idiotic policies. Well, it turns out you're the bad guy. That's what we're going with here. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. I mean, dude, we make a lot of jokes about Joe Biden's elevator not going all the way to the top floor. We do. I'll admit it. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Fair. We do it all the time. But the reason Joe Biden is being tasked with an imaginary campaign job exactly one week before the midterms is because every voter in America knows he's completely full of. White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made Saki try I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List. 
your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They sent Joe Biden down to Florida. The campaign for Charlie Crist. This reminds me of the scene in the movie The Naked Gun where Frank Drebin is telling Nordberg's wife that they're taking her husband over to Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, man, oh boy, oh man. We got a correspondent on the ground in Pensacola, Florida. Steve joins us now. Yo, Steve. Oh, man. Oh, Jimmy, I am the president of the Lincoln Fallon uh, Friday fan club. <laughs> and I just want to let you know, this is like tying a bunch of chickens around somebody's neck and throwing them into an alligator farm. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate what? I mean, I do appreciate them sending them down here. But I mean, <laughs> we have enough of 85 year old people down here that can't find their way to a public. <laughs> I mean, come on, why do I want another one? I don't want to be cruel, <laughs> just, just. But I do want to say this: I do think there's going to be probably fifty-five, fifty-six Senate. I, I, I don't want to name drop, but Quinn Hillier, he writes for the Washington Examiner. He's mm-hmm. from Mobile, and I told him, I said, I just think it's going to be such a massive. I think two things are going to happen. I think it's going to be a red wave, but I also think it's going to change the Republican Party, hopefully in a good way, to where we start to see, like in 1988, mm-hmm. I worked for old General Haig for a long time. In oh, wow. 88, we, we had people like Kemp, Dole, Bush, Haig, DuPont mm-hmm. running. You know, yeah. And on the Democrat side, you had, you know, you had, uh, you, uh, you had Saugus, you had Simon, you had mm-hmm. a guy, Dick Ephart from yep. Missouri, who was a sharp guy. Mm-hmm. People like it, it's the, the, the Jimmy failure, you know, uh, motto about you could be a democrat you could be republican just don't be an a-hole yeah and the deal is i think america has seen that now yes and i think even the party will change i'll think you i think you'll see desantis cotton uh pence you'll trump i think there'll be a uh i think there'll be a competitive primary and if trump 
sees the writing on the wall that the you know Republican Party is going to change. Fine, I love the guy. I just think we don't we can't go into this thing starting to impeach people, investigate people. We got to get our butts back to work, open the pipeline up, get this energy going, and get America back to work in a real productive way. And that's what how we see it here mm-hmm. on the Pensacola co- coast. And I'm going to kick it back to you, Jimmy. Love it, Steve. No, very very well said. Although I can't tell Lincoln you're a fan. He'll ask me for a raise. Kids already, it's already costing well, he, me. He deserves a raise. You stop or you strike that recording right now, Josh. We can't have this. Now I owe the kid a second 12-pack of beer on Thursday. Way to go, Steve. Great call. We'll get to more of them when we come back on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It is Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Got a busy day on the show today. Chadwick Moore is coming up. He is, of course, the author of So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. Uh, we will also discuss uh, the fine work he does uh, over at The Spectator. He's the contributing editor at The Spectator. You watch him on Tucker every week. Jessica Tarlov will be here. How about that? You got a guy who's on Tucker every week, and you get a Democratic strategist. You know why? Because this is a good old-fashioned talk show where we can hear from every side of the aisle and we can have grown-up conversations about the issues facing the country. And you want to know why we got to do that? Because nobody else in the media, nobody else in the media really wants to. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I'm going to give you some clips now. It's midterm week. Okay, we are exactly one week away. Okay, and the stampede of stupidity coming out of the press right now, trying to make sense of these polls, we might as well. Well, you know what? We'll do this. I'm going to play you. I'm going to play you a clip from the Joy Reid show. No! No, God, please, no, no, no. Now, let's start here. You know what? No, this if I got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. We always say we go to these meet and greets with big hugs afterwards. We're always taking selfies. And Jimmy, you know, you're my radio buddy. I love how you always say it's our show. You're not the star. We're all the star. That's the thing about Fox Cross America. Exactly. But if you're going to take the selfies, you're going to drink the beer with me. You're going to pinch my butt. You old ladies know who you are. Okay, (laughs) then you got to listen to this crap I got to listen to to put this show together. Here is Joy Reid saying the polls are being rigged, being rigged by the GOP to create the perception of a red wave. Clip six. If you get past those headlines and dig a little deeper, you uncover an insidious and seemingly intentional campaign by Republican backed polling firms to flood the zone and tip the balance of polling averages in favor of their candidates to create a narrative that Republicans are surging and that a red wave is imminent and inevitable. Our friend and Democratic pollster Simon Rosenberg has been sounding the alarm for weeks about this wave of polling, noting that if the roughly 40 of the roughly 40 polls taken in key battleground states, more than half, half are from Republican firms or groups. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Yes, because you see, the problem with the polling, 
It's not, you know, that inflation's at a 40-year high, that murder's at a 35-year high, that we're facing a baby formula shortage and we're about to ration home heating oil under the Democratic administration. No, the problem is half of these polls are taken by Republican firms. But do you know what that means, Joy Reid? It means the other half is taken by Democrats. Oh, wow. And what do they all show? They show Republicans winning. Bingo. Joy Reid is an idiot. Okay, and I do, listen, nothing to do with her race, nothing to do with her gender. She's just an idiot. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. Most of the time, yes, but she is a full-time idiot. And understand, when she says, ah, the polls are there to create a narrative, that's actually an exercise in projection that the Democrats do in the run-up to every presidential election. Never forget that MSNBC was blaring a poll that showed Biden winning Wisconsin by 17 points in 2020. He won it by less than half a percentage point. Okay, they were running polls that were wrong by 17 points. When you talk about looking to shape a narrative, it's what the media always does. The problem they're having now is the elites that work in the media, they have, like, and I physically mean no connection to working class people. And they really do believe that you prioritize what they prioritize, meaning they think you're going to the polls based on January 6th. That's what they've run on all year. They think you're going to the polls based on late-term abortion. They think you're going to the polls based on climate change, okay? None of these things crack the top five issues in the midterms. None of them, okay? You want to know why? Because regular working-class people just want to feed their family and keep them safe. The two areas where the Democrats have failed this country on a spectacular level, like a spectacular level. You know when you're watching a pro sports team They start off the year one and seven. And they're like, well, you know, if we just lose every game from here, we'll get a first round draft pick. The Democrats are running this country like they're tanking for a first round draft pick. You've heard me say that before. Everything they've done has hurt the country. Everything. Okay, biggest problem facing the country is inflation. They passed an Inflation Reduction Act that, according to our own Congressional Budget Office, will increase inflation in the short term hopefully level out and be deficit neutral in the long term, but will not, in fact, address the issue of inflation at any point during the course of the bill. Like a straight lie. So when Joy Reid is out there saying, ah, the polls are off. No, you're off, you idiot, because you don't talk to regular people. Here's Kirsten Powers on CNN. Again, trying to distance Democrats from their own policies, saying, well, you know, this old misinformation. Democrats never supported defunding the police. Listen to this clip. It's clip seven. No, I think they've been very they've been caught flat footed on the crime issue because the, the crime issue isn't something that's just happening in Democratic states. In fact, it's happening in Republican states, It's happening at very high rates. And Democrats have a pretty good record on on crime. And yet they're not talking about it. And they it's in the same way. There's a lot of people in this country who believe the Democratic Party supported defund the police, and they didn't, right? And they just don't do a good enough job of explaining what they believe, in part because they have a base that, you know, has opinions that actually does support defund the police or has differing opinions. So they're kind of trying to walk this line. But I do think that they should have been more aggressive about it because it is something that is a lot of people are very concerned about. You don't have a clue. I mean, come on, Kirsten Powers. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. Democrats never supported defunding the police. I'm just going to leave this right here. 
yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Defund the police does not mean abolish the police. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities. I am for defunding the police. Look, the reality is we can't rely upon the police to provide public safety. It's a moment to reimagine policing, to take things off the shoulders. And what we also want is a reconception of how we achieve public safety. How do we take out many of the responsibilities that police officers are now dealing with by investing more into housing, into education, into these other things? You know, in, in many cities in America, over one third of their city budget goes to police. So we have to have this conversation. What are we doing? Yo, Kirsten Powers. You suck. I mean, come on, man. That's your vice president of the United States talking about defund. They all talked about defunding the police till crime spiked. And they're like, oh, hell, we better distance ourselves from this sort of thing. But the shamelessness of it all, they got people killed, yo. That's why the Democrats are going to lose. It's not because of polling. It's because the reality people are inhabiting right now is so wildly, okay, wildly different from what the media, okay, pretends is going on. The media really thinks you get out of bed thinking about January 6th. Okay, really, most Americans haven't thought about January 6th, 2021, since about, realistically, January 10th, 2021. That's true. That is true. Okay, they didn't like it. They thought it was horrible. Don't get me wrong. Nobody's okay with it. We're not saying, yeah, storm the Capitol again. That was great. We didn't think it was good then. I was on the air. I was like, this is horrific. But the reason the Democrats didn't have an impact by running on January 6th, two reasons. Number one, okay, you don't really have the luxury if you can't pay for food, if there's a shortage of baby formula, if you can't put gas in your car and you fear for your life walking down the street at night, you don't really have the luxury of spending all year getting mad at, you know, a bunch of chunky middle-aged white people and one lunatic in a Chewbacca bikini. Okay, but the bigger issue is that people have become desensitized to political violence. You know, and I'm talking about just regular run-of-the-mill objective observers of politics. I'm not talking about hardcore partisans, okay, because according to the Democrats, the summer of 2020 didn't happen. Those were, if you remember, fiery but mostly peaceful protests. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastard. But according to the Democrats, that was just, you know, civil rights marches. It was peaceful. It was good, you know, and nobody in the country noticed any of the violence, any of the carnage. Okay, in the Democratic worldview, January 6th had never been seen before in our lives. Unfortunately for them, when you ventured outside of their bubble, January 6th just looked a lot like everything we saw in June of 2020, when they threw so many bricks and rocks at the White House that they had to treat 50 Secret Service agents, okay, for the wounds and injuries they suffered. They threw so many bricks and rocks at the White House, they had to erect a second safety barrier around it and hustle the president into a bunker. Okay, you're talking about some next-level violence. They set St. John's Church on fire. Okay, started tearing down statues all over town and and spray-painted what? Right behind the White House. Oh, my gosh. Defund the police. 
Do you remember that? Black Lives Matters murals everywhere. Defund the police murals everywhere. That's what they did. And the Democratic Party wasn't saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what the Democratic Party was saying? So now they're trying to back off of it. Okay, here's Stacey Abrams. This is fascinating. Stacey Abrams is, you know, debating Brian Kemp down in Georgia, and she's in a bad spot. Because Stacey Abrams, she doesn't want to win. She doesn't want to govern. She doesn't want to do the work of governance. She wants to lose by a slim enough margin that she can continue to get rich off claiming the election was stolen. That's what Stacey Abrams has done. She's one of the biggest grifters in the history of the country. Okay, everybody who yells at you like, Trump said Georgia was stolen. Okay, I want you to understand something. Stacey Abrams lost the state of Georgia by five times as many votes as Trump. Five times as many. And has carried on about the election being stolen and there being voter suppression and it being rigged. And this is not a legitimate election. And she has gotten rich. She has made millions of dollars speaking and writing off of the myth that it was stolen. So her whole goal here in Georgia now, she's going to lose. Okay, she's down 12 points. But 12 points isn't going to help her claim stolen election. You understand? Trump lost Georgia by less than 12,000 votes. Stacey Abrams lost Georgia by about 70,000 votes. And she's been out there every day, every day, saying it was stolen. Stacey Abrams is full of She's also trying to disavow that now. You saw her on the talk shows. Oh, I didn't say it was stolen. I did concede. I just said uh, it wasn't defeated correctly uh, within the... Boundaries of the rules. The vote was suppressed. And I'm mean, just lying. Just an idiot. Just a shameless buffoon. But here she is talking, OK, to Brian Kemp, given that crime is the issue that it is nationally over who enjoys more support from law enforcement and why. Here's a fun exchange. Clip 12. Men and women in law enforcement know who is going to be with them, who has had their back and will continue to have their back. And that is me. And that's why we have the endorsement of 107 sheriffs around this state. As I pointed out before, I'm not a member of the good old boys club. So, no, I don't have 107 sheriffs who want to be able to take black people off the streets, who want to be able to go without accountability. I don't believe every sheriff wants that. But I do know that we need a governor who believes in both defending law enforcement, also, but also defending the people of Georgia. I mean, she is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two faced, mealy mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Never mind the disgusting gaslighting of police over the issue of race yet again. Okay, what did she say? I mean, straight up, and this is disgusting. Okay, I don't have, you know, support. From this good old boys club who want to take black people off the streets? Yo, that is disgusting. Never mind that when you're talking about the state of Georgia and you're talking about major municipalities as a whole, most cities in this country are now minority majority in that they are comprised largely, okay, on a percentage basis of minorities, okay, blacks, Latinos, Asians, Muslims, than they are just white people, number one. But number two, this idea 
that putting on a badge means you're automatically racist is disgusting. It's why the murder rate has spiked. When you further the trust, or the distrust anyway, between police and the communities they're sworn to protect us against, when you create more empathy for the criminal than you do the cop, the end result is people are a lot less reluctant to cooperate with police. Police are a lot less reluctant to do their a lot more reluctant to do their job anyway. And you get the historic spikes in crimes we have seen since defund the police became a thing. OK, and Stacey Abrams is trying to now say with a straight face that she never supported defunding the police. Here it is. Clip 13. I believe in public safety. I did not say and nor do I believe in defunding the police. He is lying again. And I've never said that I believe in defunding the police. I believe in public safety and accountability. Miss Abrams on CNN got asked the question, would she defund the police? And she said, yes, we have to reallocate resources. That means defunding the police. Do you understand, though, Okay, in her head where it's all semantics, she did say we need to reallocate. Oh, I didn't say defund. I just said take all the money away. Oh, I get it. Girl, please stop talking right now. Folks, we're, I say this every day. We're living in the death of shame. And the Democrats, and I do mean this, I'm a talk show host. I'm not an activist. It's not my job to tell you how to vote. But when you really break down what we're being plagued by as a people, it is incompetence. I'm not telling you you're never allowed to vote Democrat again. It's America. You vote for whoever you want. You can vote Democrat right now. OK, you can probably vote Democrat more than once. To be clear, they're not they don't care. <laughs> I have eight mail in ballots at my house right now. I'm going to every adult that's ever lived in my house got a mail in ballot heading into this midterm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I could mail all eight in for whoever I want. They're probably not going to get thrown out. I don't know. You know, but the bottom line is one way or the other. Inflation was one percent when the Democrats took over. It's now eight percent. Illegal border crossings were at an 80-year low. They're now at an all-time high. You understand? Gas was two thirty-nine a gallon. Now you're paying close to four bucks pretty much anywhere in this country. We're dealing with a shortage of baby formula, uh, a baby formula shortage. Okay, we're in a spot where incompetence has mismanaged this government, this country, on a level we've actually never seen before. You know, Biden likes to say that's not hyperbole. We know we've actually never seen this. You could say Jimmy Carter. But Jimmy Carter looks like Hall of Fame catcher Gary Carter compared to Joe Biden, who pound for pound is the worst president we've ever had. But I want to be very clear. Every one of these down ballot Democrats and their allies in the media are no different because they're sitting here day in and day out on the TV and telling you, well, the American people are concerned with all the wrong stuff. What do you mean inflation and crime? What do you mean the polls are bad? You know, if you were sitting here in this green room getting hair and makeup, eating fancy hors d'oeuvres before you went on the air, you'd realize everything's fine. And that's why they're going to get their asses handed to them. It's because they have no idea what's going on in the real world. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy. That gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Tuesday. We're going to be talking with Chadwick Moore in the next hour. North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy will be here. They just had Halloween down in North Carolina. I believe they give you pulled pork. You knock on the door, they don't give you like a Snickers bar. They're like, here's a plate and some slaw. We'll confirm that when he stops by. Jessica Tarloff as well. You know, Fox Across America. It's a radio all skate. 
Back in the day, you went to the roller rink. They do just the boys, just the girls, you know, maybe an all skate at the end. Nowadays, you can only do the all skate. You don't have time for every gender at the roller rink. Just the boys, just the girls, just the theys, just the thems, just the non-binary cisgender. What the hell is the world coming to? Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Chadwick Moore. He's an editor over at The Spectator. He is the author of So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. Uh, He is a member of the gay community here in this country. And he has a bit of a take on the Paul Pelosi story uh, as details continue to emerge out in San Francisco. Uh, The FBI giving us a new version of events last night. And uh, it's a hard time. It is a hard time. We were just talking about this off the air to take the FBI's word on anything. And it makes it really difficult to have this conversation. But we'll do it because that's the whole point of this show. It is America's family meeting. I am your radio deadbeat dad. So deadbeat, in fact, that they're testing the fire alarm here at Fox News headquarters as I begin this hour of broadcast excellence. 888-788-9910 if you want to participate in the fire drill or you want to talk a little politics. Either way, the rule the same on this show. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a Really funny uh, as we get on the air. They really are testing a fire alarm. Here in the headquarters, this does happen from time to time (laughs) during the day. It's not as good as we used to have a cleaning lady that would vacuum while we were on the air. And I miss her. I don't know where she is, but she used to walk right in the studio and vacuum while I was talking to you. I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of talk radio. I'll tell you, I got no respect at all. No respect. Uh, I got to be honest. Gavin Newsom gave an opinion last night that gets no respect at all. Now, if you've been following the media. Okay, the media narrative from word one on this Paul Pelosi attack, and of course we wish him the absolute best of health, but the media narrative from word one is, oh, it's it's Republicans. Guy broke into the Pelosi residence, attacked Paul Pelosi, supposedly mad at Nancy Pelosi. That must be the Republicans. What else could it be? You know, couldn't be that California is subsidizing homelessness and drug addiction, putting them up in 10 cities, paying them to be there. When you subsidize something, you get more of it. Couldn't be the fact that California is a sanctuary state, which means this actual attacker who has been living illegally in this country for 20 years would have been out of the country if California was following the laws of this land. But in defying them, they created an opportunity for this guy to remain on the streets of San Francisco where he attacked Paul Pelosi for one reason or another. But to hear the media, it is an absolute certainty that this member of a hippie nudist colony out in Berkeley who flew a Black Lives Matter flag over his residence also happened to be a right-wing militant? Come on, don't bullshit me. I don't know. According to the media, when they're not pooping on sidewalks, they're watching cable news. Here it is, clip 33. Police say zip ties were found at the scene, just like the ones found on those who were hunting Nancy Pelosi at the Capitol on January 6th. And that's not the only similarity. Zip ties. He had zip ties with him. What does that tell you? Uh, And duct tape and was asking for Nancy that this was a violent act targeted against the Speaker of the House. There's a performative nature of of the political violence we've seen. We saw it on on January 6th. It was very similar to January 6th. It's reports that the same chant was used by this guy they have in custody that was used on January 6th. 
I mean, come on, dude. It's so embarrassing. Okay, real straight clown stuff. And I say that why. Okay, first of all, you need the Pelosi's to be safe. These are not my enemies. I don't wish anybody any physical ill will. So let's, you know, get that out of the way out of the gate. But if you want to talk about this current obsession with zip ties, okay, you know who else had zip ties? The guy who got arrested at Brett Kavanaugh's house for declaring he was there to kill him after the media championed the idea of getting into the face of Supreme Court justices. Well, they're attacking women. Women are going to die. So it's okay that you harass these people. The media is a bunch of losers. And yes, the guy was arrested with zip ties after saying he was there to, dec- to kill Kavanaugh. Did anyone, anyone cover it in the media whatsoever? The answer would be no. We were screaming about it on the air. We're like, how is this an attack on the life of a sitting Supreme Court justice and we're not paying attention? Okay, but there it was. And when there's a double standard... When it comes to political violence, there is no standard. Okay, none. And that's why they have the same problem selling you on January the 6th. Of course, January 6th was bad. We all watched it. It was horrible. Okay, but at the same time, we weren't as apoplectic as a nation because we had also paid attention to all the political left-wing violence the media had ignored in the summer of 2020. Understand, as bad as January 6th was, Okay, it didn't cause $42 billion worth of property damage. The Black Lives Matter protest did. Understand, as bad as January 6th was, 42 people didn't die. Okay, 42 people did die as a result of the Black Lives Matter protests. Okay, understand, January 6th didn't burn down police stations, didn't kill elderly senior citizens. Okay, January 6th, sadly, did result in the death of an unarmed Trump supporter, but it was the only death that day. Now, one death is too many, but the point is the double standard when it comes to political violence is a big issue, especially when you accuse Republicans of being responsible for this violence with no proof whatsoever. Understand, we don't have any proof that a guy who's living in a tent in a Berkeley nudist colony is sitting around watching cable news. You can't tell you can't quantify that. That's absurd. But they want you to believe it. Why? Because this isn't about the truth. This is about accumulating whatever political power and midterm momentum you can get your hands on, whatever way you have to go about getting it. Here is Gavin Newsom straight up blaming Jesse Waters of all people. Listen, you're going to get mad at Jesse Waters. Yeah, he's an Eagles fan. You should get mad at him for that. Okay, he's got better hair than you. You could get mad at him for that if you're that kind of person. But this idea that Jesse Waters making fun of Paul Pelosi's DUI means that's why this guy went out and attacked the Pelosi's. I mean, come on, Gavin Newsom. What an embarrassment. This is clip 34. I've seen the dehumanization of Nancy Pelosi. I don't think anyone's been dehumanized like she has consistently. I mean, I watched this one guy, was it Jesse Waters or something on Fox News, what he's been saying about Paul Pelosi the last five, six months, mocking him consistently. Don't tell me that's not aiding and betting all this. Of course it is. There's someone that sees it creating a culture and a climate like this. I mean, it's, it's look online, look at the sewage that is online that they amplify on these networks and in social media to dehumanize people like Nancy Pelosi and other political leaders. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No. And again, when there's a double standard, there's no standard. Look online at the sewage online. Good. Look online. Calling every Republican literally Hitler. You're a fascist. Joe Biden said Republicans are fascists. Don't talk to me about the climate we're creating. Okay, when you're defending a president who told us voter ID was worse than Jim Crow.
This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. And don't talk to me about dehumanizing people. Don't talk to me about vile rhetoric when your side was flat out calling to shame unvaccinated Americans. This is their fault. This is a pandemic of their fault. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I mean, really think about that. Okay, when you talk about othering human beings, when you talk about the rhetoric that creates an environment, yo, a Bernie Sanders campaign worker shot up a Republican baseball game, nearly killed my man Steve Scalise, shot 11 people after sitting through a summer of Trump is literally Hitler. Trump won. The first thing he did was run out and shoot up a bunch of Republicans. Okay, but again, we didn't blame it on Democrats at the time. Because you can't pin the actions of the fringe on anybody but the fringe. These are lunatics. Believe me, plenty of sane people hear political tough talk and don't shoot up a baseball game. Plenty of sane people hear Paul Pelosi get made fun of because he's not exactly throwing a perfect game behind the wheel. Okay, understand. And the Paul Pelosi DUI arrest is something we still don't have all the details on. We know there was a second person in the car and the airbag deployed, and they still won't even tell us to this day who he was hanging out with. But you understand when it comes to the reaction to this attack at his home, the media details have also changed three times now. Okay, but the bigger issue here is that there is a massive double standard when it comes to political violence. The media is going crazy because someone broke into the Pelosi house. I'm not happy about it. I think it's horrific that this was able to happen. I have questions. Why is someone third in line to the presidency? Not living with an alarm, with something more fortified. I don't have an answer to that. We have the police telling us a third person let the let them into the house initially, only to change that statement yesterday and say there was no third person, which totally changes the whole light of the attack. Worth pointing out that we haven't been given a justification for why the initial report is different from the second report. Okay, but then we have this nonstop because we're a week to go between before the midterms, this nonstop effort being made to blame Republicans because they're hoping to score points on this. Okay, but the problem is objective observers have seen this go both ways. Here is Victor Blackwell, just a shameless buffoon if ever there is one, sitting on CNN. Okay, okay, Alice Stewart tries to remind him, hey, there's political rhetoric on both sides of the aisle. Where do you hear his response? which is that it's really just Republicans. Here's the Alice Stewart clip, clip 35. Nancy Pelosi being third in line to the presidency, it's chilling. It's chilling to see these images and hear these stories, and this makes this a a tremendous national security issue. And again, this is about political rhetoric that has led to political violence, and that goes on both sides of the aisle. Juliet uh, hinted at the the fact that it happens. It does happen on both sides. I mean, there you go. I admire your honesty. It does happen on both sides. But you know who doesn't admire her honesty? Victor Blackwell. Listen to this jackass. Clip 36. When you say both sides, it is the Republican Party, many, many of them in leadership who are telling their voters that your election was stolen. That that is not true. It is Republicans who are telling, and not all Republicans, I'm saying there's some on the fringe, but it's moved to the center, the QAnon conspiracies, that there are Democratic leaders who are 
uh, leading circles or, or uh, 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 abusing children, drinking blood, that Democrats hate God, hate the country. When you say this happens on both sides, you have to consider what this man said, why he was there. He said that he did not leave because like American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny. Who told him that he was fighting against tyranny? Many of the people who are on the ballot on the Republican ticket. I mean, come on, man. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Just a straight idiot. Okay, all the violence, it's just Republicans. This is the thing. The Democrats have gotten away with running on nothing more than emotion. You know the old adage, if you got the facts, pound the facts. If you got nothing, pound the table. Victor Blackwell just pounded the table. Okay, political violence is only the Republicans? Really? So the Democrat that shot up a congressional baseball game that worked for Bernie Sanders' campaign? That didn't that's that's only Republicans. OK, the Antifa riots that have caused 42 billion dollars in property damage, predominantly to black owned businesses. That's mostly Republicans. The lunatic who ran over 40 people at a Waukesha Christmas parade after watching the media, he posted extensively on social media. It's time to start killing white people because of this Kyle Rittenhouse verdict where the media sold it as white supremacy. Because a white kid shot two white people. Apparently, there's a typo in the white supremacist handbook. Okay, the 2020 attacks on the White House and the 13 Democratic-run cities. You're going to tell me with a straight face that political violence is all Republican? But again, I understand why he's saying it, because they're desperate to help their party in a midterm. But you understand if you work in journalism, your job is to hold people in power accountable. It's not to lie to the American public so you can get the people you want in power. But that's why we're in the position that we're in. Okay, the mainstream media, I hate using the phrase, but it's wildly overpopulated with activists masquerading as journalists. And that's why you'll hear all the crowing in the world about Republican rhetoric and zip ties at the Pelosi house. Hey, we wish Pelosi well. Okay, of course we do. But if you really want to curb political violence, at some point you have to acknowledge the truth about political violence, which is that it's happening all over the country. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be wrapping with Chadwick Moore in the next break. His opening act down in Atlanta, Georgia. Ezra on the line. Yo, Ezra. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. So I I see two uh, problems with what's going on. And I think there's a a short-term fix, and I'd say term limits. But how do we get there? Because the people in office are never going to vote themselves out. Ever. And the second thing is to kick unions out of school and rebuild them. Because this liberalization it, it really is brainwashing, um, you know, because the ratio of teachers is now 18 to 1 in the Northeast, liberal to conservative. So there's no vetting of anything other than screaming about liberalism. Well, and these people come out and, you know, COVID, now mm-hmm. they're sequestered and, you know, our scores are sinking. So, you know, the dumb are getting dumber and, you know, 
I feel sorry for these kids coming up. But yeah, what, what's, how do we fix it? Well, what's happening is, you know, school choice is becoming a more prominent issue now because they realize what you just said, which is that the public schools are failing these kids uh, because mm-hmm. they have become like liberal indoctrination camps. So what you're going to mm-hmm. see is either some type of public school course correction or just such a mass exodus. I mean, we've already seen a mass exodus in the last year and a half because people wanted their kids getting taught in person. Uh, but they've kind of taken it too far. And what I mean really quick is like in the summer of 2020, the Democrats had a lot of momentum in the culture war. There was a lot of anti-police vitriol, but they took it so far above and beyond anything having to do with police reform that they ended up with nothing but a higher crime rate. Sadly, a lot of violent criminals back out on the streets. And now you're seeing it boomerang on them in the midterms. They're going to lose everything. And I think the course correction you're looking for in terms of schools will also be a byproduct of what happens in the midterms is that the far left wing of the Democratic Party is what's really on the chopping block right now. Yeah, Biden's a goner, but it's these other policies that are about to be rejected that'll be the larger takeaway. So if I'm you, I, I just cross my fingers and get through another week and hope hope the scoreboard holds. Um, I'm with you completely. Carry on the fight. You're doing a great job, and I really appreciate that you are balanced in what you talk about. I'm I'm trying, damn it. And honestly, the one thing about it, it really really quick, (laughs) is I know we want to have the idea discussion because we like our ideas, and we're not threatened by anybody else's. So hopefully the rest of the country catches on. If I get another second. So I I know a lady who was going to get her master's degree. You know, Mm -hmm. her kids are gone and all that. And she went uh, to school up outside of Nashville. I'll leave the name of it out. It's a big private school. Mm -hmm. And her sons are in the military and one's in the State Department. So the teacher said things she thought was nonsensical. And she brought up these things. The teacher chewed her out. This lady's six years old. Chewed her out in class. And none of the kids would work on her projects with her because she expressed something that wasn't yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, man. It's, it's just horrible. It's, it's horrible. I know. It's, school's just like propaganda now. And they want to take your kids yeah. to a strip show. I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm not supposed to be the voice of reason. But here I am. Good call, Ezra. We'll do it again soon, brother. Really quick. Devin is in Battle Creek, Michigan. We're under a minute till commercial, but Devin, I believe, has a solution to all of our troubles. Yo, Devin. Hey, Jimmy. Great show. Two quick things. First of all, I think we can speculate the attacker was not a Republican because he did Mm -hmm. not use a gun. (laughs) And secondly, to draw a parallel, I am shocked and saddened at the fact that no one in Congress has introduced legislation on hammer control. I mean, to outlaw claw hammers and only use ball peen or whatever the case oh boy. may be, but I'm just really... I, it's Devin is organizing a protest at Home Depot as we speak. <laughs> Great call, brother. We'll do it again soon. Chadwick Moore joins us next. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are. Joining us now on the show, not only the contributing editor at The Spectator, not only the author of So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training, he also happens to be the one guy who's not threatening to leave Twitter now that Elon Musk bought it. Chadwick Morris is staying. He's here. Hey, Chadwick Moore. Hey, Jimmy. How's it going? I, I, now, I have a theory because they're, they keep talking about all these celebrities that are leaving Twitter. I don't believe they're leaving because of Elon Musk. I believe that these people are leaving because they're not allowed to tweet and drive Uber at the same time. 
<laughs> Have you heard these yeah. names? <laughs> I think you're right, but there's another thing too. People are forgetting is that like Twitter isn't the place for celebrities anymore. It's the yeah. place for political dunking. They're all on Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. Oh, it's you know? so true. Go lip sync with your cat and shut up. Nobody cares. Exactly. You're right. Nobody wants you here. But in terms of like the, you know, because they're trying to cobble together a narrative that like there's this Elon Musk based exodus. So far, they've come up with GM, who happens to be his biggest electric car competitor in America. Hmm. Maybe they have a little bit of a motivation to get off the platform. And the other one is five celebrities who are a who's who of people that make you say who and who. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not good. <laughs> Not exactly. Good. Not good. But, but now, can you just cl- clear something up for me? Because we were told, okay, I know you're on the road right now, uh, but have you in all of your travels, because you've been all over the country, and you've seen the tent cities, they're everywhere. Have you seen anybody inside these tent cities watching Fox News? Because according to Gavin Newsom, Paul Pelosi was attacked because this nudist tent dweller watches Jeffrey, uh, Jesse Waters every night. Can you confirm or deny that? <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting free cable and, you know, because they are true. in New York, they're getting, you know, free video games and whatnot. Yep. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's really the case. You have this this um, uh, hippie, this BLM supporting gay pride flag waving hippie who lives in a van in Berkeley, California. Uh, I'm not sure that he was watching Jesse Waters and inspired to attack Paul Pelosi because Waters was making jokes about Pelosi having uh, you know, almost killing someone in a drunk driving accident. Mm-hmm. We always we forget <laughs> yeah, about that. That's I know. reckless behavior. It's, yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem to make much sense. I think Gavin Newsom is uh, is really desperate here to to uh, basically the fact that his state's policies is allowing these kind of people out on the streets, these dangerous, uh, mentally ill people out on the streets who are causing violence. Yep, it's nuts. We're talking to Chadwick Moore, if you're just joining us. That's the bigger takeaway. First of all, we obviously have no evidence whatsoever that these people were watching Jesse's show or cable news of any, ma- you know, for, for, you know, in any way, shape or form. But the bigger thing is if the guy is here in the country illegally, Gavin Newsom's running a sanctuary state and sanctuary cities out there. Uh, technically, uh, under the letter of the law, the only reason this was possible is because of their own policies. But I guess the thing is, like, nobody wants to own that because we're seven days from the midterms. Have we just officially entered the silly season where anyone can say anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly right. And everyone is scrambling, especially on the left. They're so desperate. It's it's really amazing. I'm I'm here, and so I'm in uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, right now. And the TV ads here are amazing, especially for. <laughs> Raphael Warnock, if I can tell you about this for a second. Yeah. So Warnock, as we all know, is he's you know, a legit communist. He's uh-huh. like a black nationalist preacher in the vein of Reverend Wright. You know, mm-hmm. he's yeah. one of these guys. Uh-huh. He's a defund the police, abortion on the man type of character. His TV ads, you can tell his campaign's desperate because it's him out in God's country wearing blue jeans and a flannel <laughs> talking to like 80-year-old white couples in cowboy hats who are all like, well, this Warnock is looking out for us Georgians. He's God's <laughs> child. It is so funny <laughs> to see how desperate they're becoming. I can't even. <laughs> oh, God. We're, we're out here on the farm with the guy who wanted to ban white people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. And, like, I was watching the Stacey Abrams thing. And Brian Kemp hit her over the fact that she has no law enforcement endorsements. And she's like, well, I'm proud of the fact that people who want to pull black folks off the streets aren't endorsing me. Like, when does the racial gaslighting stop? Is there is there a world? 
Yeah, they're, well, yeah, speaking of the Georgia races, I mean, they must be worried because it looks like black men are trending towards Kemp and mm-hmm. Walker. Mm-hmm. And Obama was just here in town, and the area he was speaking in is um, it's an all-black neighborhood. It's by the airport, predominantly black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Obama comes to show for the Democrats, and you look at the, the crowd, and it's all suburban white women who've never been to this part of town, but for the locals didn't even show up to see Obama speak. Oh my that goodness. must be troubling for the Democrat Party. Yeah, that's a, that's because a, he's your guy. It's so funny. I was talking about this earlier. So they sent Biden down to Florida to campaign for Charlie Crist, which I assume the goal there is let's see if we can turn this 15-point deficit into a 22-point deficit. Uh, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's like, isn't it so weird that it really is the president of the United States and they're not sending him to key races? They're not sending him anywhere for that matter. This is a pretend job. I was saying earlier, if you ever have a toddler in your house and they, they're just restless, from time to time you give them imaginary jobs. Like I'll say to my son, you know, Lincoln, hey, can you go get the monsters out of the washer machine? I heard there's monsters in there. And a little kid just runs <laughs> off all excited to have some responsibility. They just asked the president of the United States to go get the monsters out of the washer machine with a week to go until the midterms. I've never seen anything like it. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, and they're they're hauling out Two, the president two presidents ago, Obama, and not the guy sitting in office or his vice president because he's so unlike. I think you're right. It's, it's sending him to the races that don't matter to make him feel like he's doing something important. It's crazy. <laughs> and you know what's amazing about the whole thing is like the Democrats, the viable Democrat is always going to be Bill Clinton in the sense that his policies were a lot more centrist and mainstream. The fact that he's not involved, and there's no appetite to have him involved, but it still feeds into my my belief that his wife is going to reposition herself as the centrist alternative after the midterms. Because, I mean, whether or not that happens, just answer me this question. How quickly is Biden getting booted if they lose the Senate and the House? Oh, yeah, very. And, and you know, I kind of agree with you with Hillary. Maybe it's just wishful thinking because I do want her to run again because I just think it would just be so entertaining and yeah. hilarious. And I've written <laughs> about how she may and yeah. a lot of people want her to run again. Yep. It's, it's so <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. You're right. Well, Chadwick Moore is on the line, contributing editor at The Spectator, the author of So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. But, yeah, my guess is. You know, because the far left, they really don't want to give up on any of this garbage. And for the most part, I do believe like they've rolled Biden in that this whole presidency has been an iTunes user agreement. You know, they just tell him to scroll to the bottom and click. (laughs) I agree. Now you got no pipeline. Scroll to the bottom. Click. I agree. Now you got no border security. You know, the guy wants his trip to the ice cream store. He wants the 3 p.m. pudding cup. And they've kind of rolled him. But I think they're going to make the argument because you hear this a lot with socialism. You know, it's almost cliche to say it. But every time you mention how socialism's failed, the defenders say, well, it wasn't socialist enough. You know, I can't see any of these people in the far left wing of the Democratic Party being like, all right, you got me. These are unpopular policies. So what do you think will happen like at the end of the midterms? Do you think they'd throw Biden out or do you think in some capacity that the centrist Democrats take back power? Because I don't think they can without Pelosi. And if they lose the House, what power does she have? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if there's one thing about the Democrats is they're shapeshifters. But mm-hmm. underneath it all is this kind of is this space that we've seen that was very much emboldened uh, under Trump and in reaction to Trump because they, uh, you know, they saw themselves making headways. These the apparatchiks and media and whatnot were able to kind of let their true selves show because they were so triggered and unhinged by Trump and what a threat he was to institutional power that I don't know if they can go back to that. You know, it's, it might be a while because too many people are going to remember the face that they showed and are continuing to show, and they're unwilling to give that up. 
I think you're right that that Biden is this iPhone iTunes user agreement. This puppet president doesn't know what's going on and doesn't care. He's being controlled by God knows who, yep. and uh, it's scary, radical, really destructive forces. It, it's it's so fascinating to watch this play out because you never, you know, with any president I've watched in my lifetime, I did come away feeling like they were in charge. The fact that nobody in the country believes Biden is in charge, like Democrats don't believe Biden's in charge. It's a weird place to be. You know what I'm saying? It really is. It's bizarre because, you know, everyone's had a grandpa and taken away car keys, but no one's ever had to take <laughs> away nuclear codes. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're, we're kind of watching that. And it's it's weird, Chadwick. That's all. It's weird. Is that fair? Can it's I just call weird. it weird without being a, yeah. a horrible person? Yeah, no, I think I think you'd be a normal person by calling it weird. Okay, fair. <laughs> Here's something about this Atlanta race. You're down in Atlanta. You're in Georgia. Did you see that Oprah is campaigning for Stacey Abrams via Zoom? She can't even bother to show up and go door to door this time around. Is that the <laughs> ultimate indictment? Oprah won't even fly down and give you an hour of canvassing. She's, I'll give you best. Best I can do is a COVID level of campaigning. A, a, a Zoom. I mean, dude. And you know what? Here's the one upside to this, though, because I've been saying this for a long time. I really resented Oprah campaigning with Stacey Abrams last time, not even because Stacey Abrams is a buffoon, but because it's so unfair to the people who are answering their door. And when you answer your home door and you see Oprah outside with a camera crew, you're really getting excited. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking you won like a million dollars or she's about to pay off your loans or give you a car. And then she's just asking you to vote for some woman who thinks you're a white supremacist. Like, I got to be honest, as buzzkills go, Oprah knocking on your door to campaign for Stacey Abrams might be the most crushing thing you'd ever experience. Yeah, yeah, or maybe not as crushing as opening your door and seeing Stacey Abrams standing. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, yo, honey, Oprah's at the door with a camera crew. The whole family is singing the theme song from the Jeffersons. You're like, baby, take off the apron. We are going out tonight. And then she's like, hey, you going to vote for Stacey Abrams? And people just shooting themselves in front of Oprah. I bet you there's footage. I bet you there's footage. Totally, totally. <laughs> oh, Chadwick Moore. What a dumb time to be alive. Did you see, by the way, the Washington Post just gave Biden four Pinocchios for saying that Republicans want to cut Medicare and Social Security. And that's the whole point of him going down to Florida to get the monsters out of the washing machine is to tell everybody <laughs> that Republicans want to cut Medicare and Social Security. Has anyone like honestly, we every the politicians lie. We know that. But has anyone ever lied on the level that he's lied? When even it, it looks like even Twitter, some people are seeing fact checks on Twitter about things that he's saying, and and this you know is almost concurrent with exactly when Elon Musk took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the Washington Post fact checking Biden, that's pretty uh, impressive and astounding. They, I mean, they've been doing this for a little while, yeah, almost as if they're preparing to give him the heave ho. Yep. Like, he's really bad for our party, you know. This is what nobody talks about a lot. Like the media, they're very transactional. <laughs> And, uh, it, yeah, obviously they were all in. They killed the Hunter Biden laptop story. They are the reason he's president for all intents and purposes. But they're transactional in that once he becomes a liability for them, they do need to put some distance 
between them and him so they have enough credibility to shill for the next Democrat who comes down the pipeline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what they did yeah. to Andy, Andrew Cuomo. I mean, they knew he was getting people killed in nursing homes in the run-up to the election. And the minute the election was over and they had some Me Too stuff to work on, the last thing they wanted to do was relitigate their culpability in the nursing home scandal. So they just Me Tooed him right out of office. And I'm not saying they're going to Me Too Biden. Not that they wouldn't have a case. I mean, he's sniffing a lot of little kids. I'm not going to lie. But I but I do think you're going to see him start getting the old show me the car facts from the media. And they're going to question his mental health enough that he just politely removes himself from the stage. I don't think he's like resigning. I don't think they get him with the 25th Amendment. I just don't think there's any world where any self-respecting person thinks he gives this another go. Is Joe Biden capable of that level of elder abuse? Yes or no? Uh, How are they going to how are they going to jump the Kamala? Are they going to? Do they want Kamala? What are they going to do with her? She's in the way. Chadwick, my favorite thing about all of this, and this is, you know, I think the first time you were on the show, we were laughing at Martha's Vineyard. Um, Kamala is going to get Martha's Vineyarded right out of the Democratic Party. When the the minute Biden (laughs) leaves the stage for all the talk about diversity and inclusion and women's empowerment, there is zero chance. I have a better chance of winning Miss Universe than she does of getting the Democratic nomination. And to be clear, that's not a small chance. I mean, this in this day and age, I can be Miss Universe if I show up and decide I'm her. But there's no chance. No, zero chance. What would you say the odds are that Kamala Harris actually gets the Democratic nomination? Zero. Zero and, right? and, and the fact that she may want to try for it. We, well, one thing we know about the Democrat Party is if the party bosses say no to something and put the kibosh, then, then she won't do it. They're yep. like, no, Kamala, you're going back to California or Canada or wherever you're from. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that, that'll be the end of that. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a sad legacy she's going to leave. Can you imagine being her? Can you imagine writing her memoirs? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad life. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, and, and, that's a, and that's a real prison to be in if you're writing the, me- the memoir because every third word needs to be redundant. So it really <laughs> screws up your brain. Kamala, right. Kamala Harris was our first female black president because we'd never had a female black president before. But when you think about female black presidents, the thing is they're female and they're black. And everybody reading the book is like, I can't do this for another 200 pages. Right. Exactly. There, there will be seven ghostwriters, six suicides. The seventh ghostwriter will drug his way through it. I mean, hey, man, you're a celebrated author, Chadwick Moore. Is, have you thrown your hat in the ring to write the Kamala memoir? Is that what this was all about? Are you playing hard to get? I would love that. I would love to write the Kamala memoirs. That would be amazing. Maybe I'll do the unauthorized version. <laughs> oh, Chadwick Moore. As, as your new, newly appointed literary agent, I will get to work on this immediately. Uh, Excellent. Have fun down in Georgia. Let me know if there's any Oprah sightings, okay? I, I definitely will. You're the best, buddy. See you soon. <laughs> The great Chadwick Moore, his book, So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training, is one of the wonders of the world. It's just so laugh-out-loud funny. And such an, I mean, phenomenal takedown on the age of identity politics and how it has infiltrated the corporate workplace. But everything he says, whether we're talking about Kamala, whether we're talking about Biden or Oprah, Stacey Abrams, it's just all true. The Democrats, uh, they made this mess. This is not a Republican thing. This is uh, very much a Democratic thing. Okay, they got together, ran the country into the ground. They want to blame everybody but them. But the problem with yelling ultra MAGA, mega MAGA, I can't believe it's not MAGA, is none of that stuff is in power anymore. Okay, not even a little bit, which means everything that's occurred since they left can only be blamed on one party. You're absolutely right. 
Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Big Tuesday episode of the show. I'm in town all week, heading out to Vegas this weekend. We got new stand-up dates, by the way, that I'm supposed to be plugging. I'm the worst. You guys think I plug myself a lot on this show? I'm actually, like, commit. I'm, I'm seriously fulfilling, like, half of my obligations. So listen to me. If you're listening on 96.9 The Eagle down in Oklahoma City, we're going to be in Oklahoma City. Uh, it is Friday night, December the 9th. Saturday night, December the 10th. I will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club. Uh, which is a world-class club uh, owned and operated by the same folks who run the Spokane Comedy Club that I was at this past weekend, which was as good of a time as I've had to in stand-up on the road anywhere. So if you're in the area, if you're listening on KRMG up in Tulsa, if you're listening on o- in OKC, on the Eagle, definitely get out there December the 9th, December the 10th. Uh, the following weekend, I am at the Summit City Comedy Club, also run by these fine folks. That is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That is Friday night, December the 16th. Saturday night, my birthday, December the 17th. I'll be hanging out in Fort Wayne, getting rad. And uh, you guys are welcome to get tickets to all of those shows and come hang out with your radio buddy one way or the other. Uh, you can visit the Comedy Club website, Summit City Comedy Club, uh, Bricktown Comedy Club down in OKC. If you come to a Fox Across America meet and greet, I yell and scream about these things on the air all the time to the point that you guys think I'm like a crazy person. Like, you know those crazy guys who's like, I can control the weather! You can't yell stuff like that anymore. They'll actually put you in office as a Democrat. But the point is, uh, I will continue to yell about the quality of our meet and greets because they're phenomenal. Everybody listening to the show is really cool. Yeah, some of you drink a little too much, but, you know, it's another problem for another day. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, it sure is. And we are getting ready to bring you an embarrassment, just an absolute embarrassment of Radio Riches in this hour. Wrong. Oh, come on. It's a tough crowd in the control room. But truth be told, we got a wild one. Greg Murphy's coming by from the great state of North Carolina. And Jessica Tarloff, Democratic strategist, has to come on the air and ask uh, us to consider <laughs> voting for Democrats in the 2022 midterm election. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. No, I don't listen. You got to hear her out. Fox Across America is a radio safe space for cool people. I happen to love Jessica Tarlow personally. My wife gets on with a great baby. Cleo's adorable. With Brian, her husband, they're all wonderful people. And uh, we may have differing views on politics, but the whole point of this show, the whole point of America really used to be, you know, we're all free range chickens. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. We can all do our own thing, but we're one America at the end of the day. Remember when we were like, we're, we're a melting pot. Now we're just smoking pot, and everybody hates each other because they disagree. There's no more agree to disagree. It's like, oh, you disagree? We should cancel you. You don't have a right to exist. Oh, you're unvaccinated? You shouldn't even be medically treated. Do you remember that? I played you that crazy Jimmy Kimmel thing. I've been playing you these weird montages. There's a reason why, but let me give you a few of them quick. Here is the Kimmel one. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. And that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're- Think about that. Oh, un unvaccinated guy 
West, we're not treating you. Rest in peace. That was the attitude towards the unvaccinated. Now, never mind that the vaccine didn't stop anybody from getting or spreading COVID. The head of the CDC has received five shots. Rochelle Walensky, five shots. What what does she have to add to that byline? She just got COVID for a second time this week. Rebound case after taking Paxlovid. She's been shot five times. She's gotten COVID twice. Yet they're still out here pushing the vaccine and telling you it's mandatory for your kids. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But I bring it up. Why? Because as we're closing in on the midterm elections, okay, knowing that power is about to change hands in the House, it is an absolute certainty that the Republicans are going to control the House, at which point they are going to start bringing in people like Dr. Fauci and Rochelle Walensky. Okay, and people who worked in the media that colluded with the government. We have all these bombshell reports out today about big tech working with the government to censor information on social media that ran contrary to the government narrative. We are about to begin full scale impeachment proceedings for certain jobs. Major league, I mean, major league inquisitions into what these people knew and when they knew it, when they were shutting down our schools and harming our children, when they were forcing people out of the workplace. I mean, you really think about how awful they were to the unvaccinated, how awful they were to society as a whole when it comes to the covid response. Okay, they stopped kids from going to school. They stopped loved ones from watching other loved ones die. Okay, couldn't go to a funeral. You couldn't be in the hospital with somebody who was taking their last breaths because of these, you know, draconian COVID measures. Okay, people who were in hospitals protecting us against COVID, treating patients that were infected on the very front lines of this pandemic were ultimately fired two years later if they refused to get the vaccine, even if they had natural immunity, which we now know. But to be clear, we knew then was the best protection against the virus is to have already gotten the virus once. Okay, we've even played you multiple clips of Fauci saying as much. Everybody knew that. But I bring all of this up because a writer at The Atlantic yesterday got ratioed probably more than anybody in the history of Twitter. And what ratioed means, if you don't follow Twitter, as I'll just break it down for you quick, it means you post something and rather than getting a lot of likes, It gets more negative comments than it does likes. That's what it's called. It's called getting ratioed. So a writer at The Atlantic posts an article, the actual title of the article, and I'll explain why it was written. I'll explain why it's framed the way it is. We'll even discuss it with Jessica Tarloff here in a few minutes, of all people. But the title of the article was Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. Amnesty. Okay. How about you go yourself? Okay. Really think about this. Okay. A pandemic amnesty. And what are they saying to you? Well, we shut down your business. We screwed up your kids' education. We've got higher rates of suicide and chemical dependency. Okay. We forced people out of their jobs that protect us against far greater threats than COVID. Talking about cops and firemen. Talking about frontline healthcare workers. But let's forget all that. Because in the fog of war, you know, you get stuff wrong and we should forgive and forget. And I got to be honest, if that's how they got stuff wrong, I think a lot of people would be open to this. But the reality is nobody is open to COVID amnesty because none of the people making these decisions got it wrong. Okay. Got it wrong implies that they did their best based on the data available to them and they took the wrong path. No, no, no. What these people did was intentional. They got it wrong on purpose. 
Okay, the American Academy of Pediatrics told us in the summer of 2020 kids needed to be in school that school year. They weren't in school. Why? Because it was an election year. And Randy Weingarten, the head of New York City Teachers Union, the most powerful lobbyist group in all of the Democratic Party, said, my teachers want to drink wine in their pajamas, rosé all day. We're not going to school. And the Democrats had that armed with the fact that Trump said they should be in school. And we're like, well, screw the kids. They're the casualty here. The kids don't have a lobbyist group. But that's why the Democrats are getting the backlash that they're getting now. That's why they lost in Virginia, a state Biden won handily. Terry McAuliffe got his ass handed to him by Glenn Youngkin because he ran on parental rights. He ran on prioritizing the children instead of prioritizing the lobbyist groups. But the point is everybody calling for COVID amnesty, including Randy Weingartner, the head of the New York City Teachers Union. She's making headlines right now because she retweeted that article. And she said with a straight face, she said, I agree. I agree it's time for COVID amnesty, okay? The woman who intentionally denied kids an education, the woman who intentionally, okay, kept people out of the classroom so they lost two years of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. Just want you to forgive and forget. Hey, never mind that your kid couldn't get an education and is screwed up now. Never mind that you couldn't be at a loved one's funeral. Never mind, you couldn't go to church, you couldn't go to work. And all of this stuff was done with no data to support doing so. Okay, never mind that we blamed you for the pandemic. Okay, never mind any of that stuff. Big deal, you got fired from your job. Forgive and forget, it's a new year, turn the page. You see, what they're doing, okay, is they are listening to, you know, to quote the scorpions, they're listening to the winds of change. The Republicans are about to take complete control in the House. And believe me, there are going to be investigations because the one thing this current crop of Republicans understands better than any previous crop of Republicans is it's a new electorate now. Okay, we're not sitting here on the right looking to win elections just so we can say, ha ha, we won. That's what the left did. They had no plan for governance. They've ruined the economy. They've ruined the border. They've created a fuel crisis that was wildly avoidable. Okay, they've undermined faith in the cops so much so that the murder rate has spiked 35 percent nationally. And oh, by the way, we're closing in on a diesel shortage and we're running low. We're running low right now to this day on baby formula. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. Okay, so understand, they have mismanaged this country into the ground. But the people looking to win this election, okay, on the right, aren't doing this so we can say to the Democrats, ha ha, we told you so. They're, we're doing so because drastic changes need to be made in this country. Get the government the hell out of our lives. Stop taxing us to the moon and back. Okay, we're not on board with any of this. Stop throwing all of our money away in Ukraine. If the Ukraine war is the root of all economic evil, then end it. Negotiate a peace instead of Venmoing Zelensky another billion dollars. Okay, people are fed up and people are fed up with the trampling of their rights in response to covid. So the answer is no. Nobody's looking to just shake hands and forget it ever happened. Okay? They don't have time to shake hands and forget it ever happened because a lot of them are too busy looking for new jobs because they got fired from the old ones. A lot of them are trying to pay for private school because they didn't trust the education the kid was getting in a public school. So when it comes to a covid amnesty in spirit it sounds like a good idea, but as far as the response, the answer would be no. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
It is Fox Across America, as advertised. We're going to bring on a Democrat. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Now you stop it. You know we're in love her. Fox News contributor, Democratic strategist, the bell of the ball, uh, Jessica Tarloff in the house. Hey, girlfriend. Hey. Good to see you. Uh, let me just jump in on the most important question on my mind. Uh, seven days to go until the midterms. What was Cleo for Halloween? An octopus. Is that what she was? Yeah. I, I, I didn't. You know, don't. Pictures are bad for TV. You don't have to show me just yet. But okay. I, I'm, I'm excited to see one. Obviously, <laughs> she went right into the phone. So think about moms. It's like a mom. Like people show you pictures anywhere. Let us think of a new parent thing. Well, it doesn't. It feels once you have a child that it's not possible that someone doesn't want the picture associated with whatever question. Yes, it is. of course. We have the picture. Like you want to see her up in the middle of the night screaming, pulling on the <laughs> on the crib. I got that shot. That's my favorite. I got cute ones. When your kid goes satanic, because oh me God. and we we would shame Lincoln and film those two and play them you to him to. after the fact. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's that's the one upside to the phone. It's. I think it is net net a good thing. But we just traveled internationally with mm-hmm. her for the first time, and a girlfriend of mine who has two kids uh-huh. said. Take my advice. I only learned this with the second one. Don't do the monitor thing. Yeah. They're going to be fine. Yeah. What They can't get out. Yeah. Right? Like, they're in a pack and play. <laughs> like, you're going to ruin your vacation. And, like, sure enough, at, like, 4 from yeah. 1 to 4.30 in the morning, Brian and I are chase you know yeah. like you put her down mon- go back and say oh we can watch you know and no one can sleep but if we didn't have it yeah. no one could hear her screams from the basement <laughs> and that would that would be it the monitor is just an episode of live pd but with yeah. no criminal there's just like bottles with involved. a tiny <laughs> criminal <laughs> whose greatest offense is an enormously stinky poop <laughs> just kidding she Locker- never did that oh cleo jessica tarloff in studio i don't even know where to start we're a week to go until the midterms yeah. i just voted this morning did you though? Yeah. Well, but but I mean, for the first time, you're a Democrat. You can do this a few times, right? Yeah. I'm kidding. No, I'm going back tomorrow, and then my mom and I are going to go together to make sure I really got it right. Are you? Le- <laughs> <laughs> are you leaving Twitter because of Elon Musk? No, I mm-hmm. I'm not staying and fighting like the Ukrainians. I believe there was some hysterical <laughs> yeah, blue check mark tweet. who said we that. We stay and we fight. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you're on a toilet. Would yeah. you stop it? <laughs> we're all on a toilet while we're doing our best work on Twitter. Um, <laughs> No, and I have never understood, actually, the hysteria about mm-hmm. him buying it. But we yeah. did. We talked about this on The Five yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I got into it a little bit with Greg, obviously, mm-hmm. in a fun way because it's always yeah. fun. But I do think that him weighing in with misinformation, like on the Paul Pelosi stuff, mm-hmm. is not cool. I get it that you want to make this a public square or whatever he's mm-hmm. calling it. But for the CEO of the company to be openly promoting bad info that mm. contradicts what the police are saying in something that's really I, dangerous, like someone got hit in the head with a hammer. Well, I think well, there's two things in play. I think one is he is going through his Tom from MySpace phase <laughs> where he seems to really enjoy being everyone's friend. Like he just replied to one of my tweets. We were talking about this off the air, which is kind of hilarious. Are you going to cut me off early because he's coming on the show? <laughs> Elon Musk is on next. I got to go. But he did. He I bet looked, you could get him. I, I bet you could DM him I mean, and be like, there. you should come on. Yeah, I'll give it a and shot. Be like, I'll be there. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him you said to send me. Yeah. You know, the woman who was just bashing your rhetoric. No, I'm kidding. But stick with me. He loves it. I I'm know, sure he I know loves he all the attention. I also think, though, because when it comes to the Paul Pelosi thing, there was a lot of shifting information. Obviously, everybody wishes him the best. But 
I mean, that's not totally obvious, but yeah, I'll take it from you. On this show, everyone at Fox across America wishes him the absolute best. But the I think the details uh, have emerged in a weird way because they changed like three. Like we lost a person, like the person who opened the door in his underpants or whatever. Yeah, in how did he come in? I think that whole part is a mess. But I don't, you know, want to get sidetracked on that because I don't think that's going to determine who wins or loses the midterms. Do you believe the? I mean, the Joy Reid take that the polls are fake and that the Republicans are flooding the zone with fake polls to create the perception of a red wave, or do you actually live in the real world? <laughs> are those my only two options? <laughs> really, your only two um, options? No, so I, I, I've been consistent. I think Republicans retake the House. We mm-hmm. have the, the Fox News power rankings. Yep. Our finals just came out today. It mm-hmm. seems about right, yeah. right, that they're going to pick up close to 20 seats. Yeah. I do continue to think that we can hold the Senate, though. Okay. Um, and it's been interesting to see analysis and a lot of it coming from the Republican side that's like this would be a wash if we had better candidates, mm-hmm. right? Like if you were running someone better than Herschel Walker. And I get it. There's a Herschel Walker appeal. I was in Georgia over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There was the Georgia-Florida uh, game. Yep, yep. I get it. Mm-hmm. People are into him. Yep. But it's not the same thing as a really competent candidate for Senate. No, I mean they're not all going to be as sharp as John Fetterman, and we just need to concede that. <laughs> Take that, Jessica Tarloff. I'm not taking Take- it, and I don't want to have the ableism. Pineapple. Fight. Pineapple. You should Fine. say pineapple. That's yeah. our S&M safe word. Fetterman no, I, I, equals pineapple Listen, for me this is – and I, yeah, that's – listen, I don't even – like, obviously with his health, you know, I always say, like, you can't really bag him for it because that could be any of us, you know, but I do yeah. think – they are valid complaints about them kind of withholding the condition he was in. I think that that's a dangerous thing to do. And the weekend that it happened, so mm-hmm. it was right before voting, but early voting had already been open. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he had to drop out. Yeah. I th- if you have a stroke of that yeah. size, right? Mm-hmm. And this was before I understood anything about reco- what the recovery yeah, okay, is like. It, yeah. And I did, you know, not to get all, you know, mm-hmm. all woke about it or whatever. But I genuinely believe that if that had been a female candidate, mm-hmm. she would have been hounded out of that race. Really? Yes. Now, why do you say that, though? I think that there are just different standards um, for women okay. and that people give the benefit of the doubt more to men. It's, I, I mean, and he, But do you think he's even getting the benefit of the doubt? Because I don't think well, he Well, he is. certainly was until the debate, oh, okay. right? There oh, were fair. a lot of people okay, who were like, mm-hmm. you know, get out of here with that. We've had people who've had worse strokes in the mm-hmm. House. We have people, we accommodate people in wheelchairs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, not every senator is a great orator, yeah. right? Like most of them just sit there, write bills every but once he in a while. Was, yeah, yeah, but he's having like a legitimate time, hard time comprehending information and disseminating Well, the way it. that doctors explain it is mm-hmm. that He's having the trouble way, not understanding mm-hmm. it, but but getting it out, mm-hmm. right, and processing, yeah. like, how you speak your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing of going down the closed captioning fight and whatever, don't do that. There no. are a lot of people, especially in a state like Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. who this has made them more appealing. Yeah. They're the little guy, right? You mm-hmm. counted me out. A lot of people have recovered from health. Sure. You know, serious health concerns and mm-hmm. – and, I'll give you that. I, I think I just I think in this midterm, this is collectively probably the most flawed group of people we've ever seen in high profile races. <laughs> Would you not concede that on some level in whatever way you want to characterize them as flawed? But here's my question. Democrats lose the House. That's your prediction. I do believe, you know, the Senate's going to be close. I would yeah. expect the Republicans to pull it out. But one way or the other, how quick do you see Biden getting punted after the midterms? Because I don't think there's any appetite for another. Rivalry. I think a lot of it depends on what the results are. Okay. I think that that's I, – I personally okay. – so, and people I've talked to in mm-hmm. Biden orbit uh-huh. say he intends on running unless, you know, yeah, yeah. health-wise mm-hmm. aside, right? He's obviously yeah. – he's going to be 80 in like 10 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if it is a full-on, to use mm-hmm. Obama's term, shellacking, yeah. 
the argument for it becomes way less strong, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you just say we need a completely fresh set of faces mm-hmm. for 2024. And my expectation is that the GOP will put up fresh faces. I don't think it will be Trump. I think I don't be actually a, think so either. No, I, yeah. I, I agree with you there. I think it's just you see the the surveys shifting away from it. You see mm-hmm. people actually, I mean, specifically DeSantis, but even like a Tim Scott, who I know is a, a yep. friend of the program, yep. people who are establishing mm-hmm. really good solo reputations from Trump stuff. There's you look a at lot Glenn of Youngkin. Str- there's a lot of strategy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And like uh-huh. Glenn Youngkin can even show up with Carrie. Steve Nash got fired. I think Kevin Durant is going to go to the Pelicans. That's all she wanted to talk about this whole <laughs> and interview. And you ruined it for I me. I squeezed as much politics out of her as I could, everybody, but you have hit your we limit. We may have Brandon Ingram in New York. S- the people have spoken. <laughs> Get her out. Get her out of here. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon up here at Fox News headquarters in New York City. Sadly, I did not spend Halloween in North Carolina where it's my understanding. They give away spare ribs like you knock on the door. You don't get a Snickers. You get a spare rib. (laughs) Joining us now, a man who can confirm or deny these allegations. Representative Greg Murphy is back on the show. Hey, man, how are you? Well, uh, Jimmy, I'm good. I will tell you, it is not spare ribs. It is uh, it is pork barbecue. <laughs> just, is is that how it works? Do people puppies. people come to your door with a bun in their hand? Is that how trick or treat works down there? It is. It is indeed, and they uh, come usually with their own bottle of vinegar sauce. But we supply it when the uh, little kids don't have any, <laughs> and. Uh, it's it's more coveted than Snickers, Butterfingers, or any of those things. So we surely don't give out Skittles. You see what I did there, by the way? I got our obligatory barbecue discussion out of the way off the top this time because everybody knows it's yes. everybody knows it's coming now. That I have, I have a real problem. That's right. It's a, That's right. It's a trigger. <laughs> I gotta um, I gotta get you down here. I gotta take you around. Do it. We'll do a few barbecue tours. We got some great places down here. Dude, uh, I gotta get you down here. I would be all over that and i've been on i've been on the road a lot lately i'm going to be in vegas this weekend but carolina barbecue obviously the pride of the fleet so we're gonna we are going to take you up on this at some point we'll come down eastern to the the third district north carolina barbecue Um, not western i'm I'm aware i I see that district three next to your name i know what's going on you i'm with you that's right buddy. Uh, well let me ask you this uh down in district three uh People had to be a little taken back by Joe Biden's claim uh, that the gas prices are down since the election. No, <laughs> they're just laughing every time he opens his mouth. It's really something hilarious. You know, he says it was five dollars a gas when I came in office. No, Joe, it was two nineteen. That's nuts. So, um, and just it's sad. It really is absolutely sad because one moment. It may have some periods of lucency. It really, he really might. Mm-hmm. Um, but other folks, he just kind of does not know what the hell's going on. Gosh. And so the only, you know, worst thing is, is Kathleen Kamala is right behind. And God forbid if something happens to Joe before 2024. Oh, yeah. I mean, that. listen, that was the most brilliant thing he ever did. I mean, it's not that it's a very high bar, but picking her as a VP was the greatest political life insurance policy I've ever seen taken out because nobody <laughs> there. Yeah, there is just no market for that. But it's my understanding because I, I read up. Um, you were saying that inflation in North Carolina is at 14.1 percent. That's what it hit last month. Yeah, that's yeah. that's madness. Yeah. And, Go ahead. 
that that's uh that's our particular North Carolina inflation. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously we're a big agricultural state and mm-hmm. so a lot of it has to do sometimes with agricultural production, which is disproportionately then now related to diesel fuel and so many of the other things. And so um, you know, how anybody and all the liberals love to say, well, it's inflation around the world. Yeah, that's correct. And objectively, and, you know, I try to be objective. Mm-hmm. We knew that coming out of the pandemic where there would be a lot of demand and fewer resources, there was going to be inflation. However, however, the world follows the United States economy and the United States direction. Not only the Biden administration's just absolute reckless spending, mm-hmm. but the Federal Reserve's ridiculousness and not raising the rates earlier. And so this has led to worldwide inflation. Now it's going to be worse now in Western Europe because of our policies, in my opinion. And, and I've said this before, I'm not sure if I've said it on your show, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy, but I absolutely 100% to believe, believe two things. Number one is that that virus came out of the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. I think it came out accidentally. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. And number two, I think the Ukrainian conflict started in Afghanistan because it started when Putin realized how weak this president was. He wasn't going to do anything um, uh, in Afghanistan, in Ukraine, while Trump was president. But he absolutely moved because Biden is weak. And then the subsequent sequelae we've had from this with gas going through the roof, wheat shortages, et cetera, et cetera. And we're just all now paying the price. Yeah, it's wild. We're talking to Representative Greg Murphy from the 3rd Congressional District of North Carolina. And I think that is the biggest indictment of this administration, is that the quality of life under the Biden administration has declined in every area, whether you're talking about fuel or the border or, you know, inflation or crime or anything in between. But they're really making an effort right now to paint Republicans as like obstructionist and that you're the problem. But they run everything. So, like, who's buying this? Right. Right. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. I mean, it's been one party rule where the obstructions. What have we obstructed? Yeah. What did we actually vote against that stopped mm-hmm. um, this absolute obliteration of this nation? That's just that's farcical. Mm-hmm. It's all you know, they're, they're, it's farcical to say we're the reason for inflation. We're the reason for Ella, you know, mm-hmm. increased gas. You know, poor Nancy, I feel sorry for her because of what happened mm-hmm. to her husband, which was an absolute horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she and then when asked when she asked, got asked about inflation, she says, we're changing the topic because I don't know. It's absolute ignorance of what's going on in the world. And people are not buying that whatsoever. Not so ever. No. Nothing whatsoever. Sorry. It's, it's no, it's nuts. I agree with you. And I think the polling reflects that. I, I, I think, uh, you know, you got to be feeling good a week from the midterms right now. What's the what's the mood on the in the Republican locker room right now? Well, I think it's pretty good. I think it's very, very good. I think in June um, we were looking at a, a wave of title proportions, title wave. Mm-hmm. And then the Roe v. Wade decision affected some things because mm-hmm. like it or not, um, abortion is supported by the majority of people in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, to what degree, that's where you get the uh, the big differences. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that has abated because the mama bears are now seeing that they can't afford many things. The mama bears are seeing how crime is taking over every quadrant of this country. So I think that is now the abortion issue has taken a secondary seat to things that matter uh, to mama bears, and that's the safety of their children, their education, and how much food they can put on the table. 
Yeah, imagine that. Uh, it's crazy to think we're having these discussions, you know, all at the same time. We've seen crime spikes before. We've seen economic downturns before. But I've never seen, you know, like the three-headed monster that we're dealing with. And it just, to me, it really reads like uh, an unforced era in that we didn't need, you know, 8% inflation. I believe the policies contributed to this. I think you'd make the same argument yeah. for crime just the same. So when, yeah. you know, when you hear things out of Biden like, oh, if the Republicans take back the House, they're going to tank the economy i mean technically speaking <laughs> yeah if you wanted to tank the economy wouldn't you just not do anything well what he's going to do one thing jimmy and i'll say this here on national radio and mark your word on this is he has kept his dictatorial powers for the national emergency and the public health emergency long long after he should have kept them. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, he has essentially dictatorial powers. That's the only way this student loan nonsense is actually going to move forward because it's his it's an unconstitutional power, except in times of emergency. The other thing is what Biden's going to do is during this public health emergency, which should have ended months ago, mm-hmm. and I say that as a physician, um, no state is allowed to edit its Medicaid rules. Mm-hmm. So you have had people upon people on rolls who should have been kicked off because they don't meet eligibility requirements to the tune that one in four Americans today, one in four is on Medicaid. So when we come in and we actually become the adults back in the room, um, we're going to kick people off the rolls who should not be on there and they should be going back to work. And Biden's going to scream that the Republicans want to take away your health care. Just wait. That's going to. Oh, it's coming. Well, you know, it's funny. The Washington Post of all places just gave him four Pinocchios because he's down in Florida yelling that Republicans want to cut Medicare and, you know, deny benefits to seniors. And again, that's the Washington Post of all places saying that. Uh, And believe me, they don't want to write that headline, but they did, uh, which means even at this point, they know he's full of it. So would your prediction be, okay, just to talk big picture, you see the Republicans taking back the House, which I think a lot of people do. And there's certainly a lot of hope that they're going to take back the Senate. But one way or the other, I I really don't see much of a political future for Joe Biden beyond next Tuesday. Do you? No, not at all. He's lame duck. And if you look at what Clinton did, and Clinton was not stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, He realized that he had a Republican House, Republican Senate, Senate, so he pivoted. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. You know, uh, uh, Clinton had somewhat of a backbone. He was not stupid. Mm -hmm. Former Rhodes Scholar. Mm -hmm. Biden, you know, lied about where he was in law school. He was (laughs) near the bottom of his class. So Biden is not the smartest cracker in the box, but he's also being manipulated, just like Pinocchio, just like a puppet, Mm -hmm. by the progressive left. So I don't see him being able to pivot. Yeah, he, so, he, it'll be the end of his movement, and, and it should be. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to head. And, and you're right to say that. I don't know. For all of his talents. I mean, this is a guy who he drove a truck, according to him. You know, he's been a college <laughs> professor. He shakes hands with invisible people. I have no invisible friends, so I am kind of impressed. <laughs> you know, you, you know, yeah. you, you think you're doing OK socially, and then you meet the guy who knows invisible people, and you're like, wow, I'm, not, I'm just getting started, apparently. Uh, he sees dead people. That's right. Yeah, well, there's that, too. And now he's the kid from The Sixth Sense. I mean, he's a man of many talents. I feel like we're being too harsh. Indeed. Um, well, listen, you know, Indeed. I love talking to you. Uh, finish up strong, okay? We're, we're heading towards Great. the end zone. Great. we got a week to go. And uh, we will circle back on that barbecue date. Awesome, awesome. Hey, let me, before I yes. can run, let me just tell you, um, I laughed out loud on the floor when I saw your uh, comment about AOC. I oh. can't remember the exact words about it. Oh, but, um, oh man. What, what did you say? Which one? I'm trying to think. Which. Oh, when I called AOC a low IQ TikToker? 
Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I fell out laughing when I read that. So uh, it's you got uh, you got a great one there, buddy. Oh, I'll take it. Well, you know, as, as the saying goes, it's funny because it's true. I'll see. Uh, we'll see you on TikTok. Be well, my man. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care. The great Greg Murphy. He likes a likes a good pot shot at AOC, does he? AOC is a dope. Okay, that comment was stemming from a Fox and Friends first appearance where we were talking about AOC and how she's screaming and yelling about everything, you know, that's going on in Congress. She has a quote out today. It's so fascinating where she says inflation has nothing to do with democratic policies and inflation is all because of Wall Street. As if Wall Street wants this sort of thing, as if Wall Street said to Joe Biden, hey, declare war on the fossil fuel industry, as if Wall Street said to Joe Biden, you know, start pumping stimulus money into an economy that doesn't need it and paying people more money to stay home than you do to go to work. As if Wall Street said to Joe Biden, hey, go pass an Inflation Reduction Act that has nothing to do with reducing inflation and then crow on the back end that you reduced climate change somehow. This is the AOC quote about Wall Street. Listen to this. It's clip 23. Our inflation is not going up due to government policies Inflation is going up due to Wall Street decisions. Did you hear that? <laughs> Inflation is not going up due to government policies. Inflation is going up due to Wall Street decisions. You don't have a clue. I mean, weapons grade stupid. AOC's only accomplishments for her district were killing Amazon jobs, if you remember, killed it. Eat the rich. We're not giving tax abatements to this rich corporation that's going to create 100,000 high-paying jobs, boost the real estate industry, the restaurant industry. You know, understand a rising economic tide lifts all boats. AOC's district is plagued with a 40-year high in murders right now. And what's she doing? Yelling at Wall Street. Why? Because she's a low-IQ TikToker who happens to serve in Congress. with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon here in New York City. Okay, seven days away from a midterm. As you know, our current governor was never elected uh, as governor. She replaced Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Okay, she's Kathy Hochul is just the absolute worst of the absolute worst. Tell them like it is. And even Democrats, we were just sitting here talking to Jessica Tarloff off the air. (laughs) It's like, you know, they support Democrats. They support each other. But she flat out said as we're going to break. She's like, she is actually just the worst. And everyone feels that way. She's just such a patently unlikable human being. And yes, Democrats outnumber Republicans in this city by about 12 to 1. But the state of, you know, the quality of life in the city has deteriorated so drastically. She's done nothing to bring it back. She's just doubled down on all of these woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to But when it comes to the crime that's plaguing the city and all these horrible videos you watch of people getting thrown in front of subway trains and women getting raped and mugged, I mean, it's so gross and grim. I, I you know, when I drove a cab, the city was actually nice. You know, it was... The majority of my time driving a cab was under Bloomberg. You know, we did three terms and he had reconfigured the city's economy uh, to, you know, prioritize tourism. In order to get people to come here and spend the money, you need them to feel safe. So Bloomberg had a big police presence. He furthered a lot of Rudy Giuliani policies in terms of stop and frisk, quality of life policing, as they call it. Uh, But Kathy Hochul has followed the de Blasio playbook of demonstrating more empathy for the criminal than the cop. And now as crime has spiked and it very well may cost her the governor's mansion, here she is telling MSNBC that it's a conspiracy that Democratic states aren't safe. This is clip 15. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in Democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The safer places are the Democratic states. Safer places are the Democratic states. Did she cite any data? The answer would be no. Of course not. The Democratic states are safe. Would you stop it? And how are you splitting hairs to arrive at this conclusion? Yo, it's idiotic. Okay, when you say these are master manipulators, how dare they bring attention to this crime wave in an effort to stop it? Don't they know you're just supposed to ignore it and let people keep getting thrown onto the subways and murdered and raped and robbed? Okay, folks, the murder rate in this country, in this country, is at a 35 year high. Because of idiots in the Democratic Party that wanted to defund the police and people like Kathy Hochul who got into office for no other reason than because the guy she was working underneath had a little bit of a problem with office etiquette when it came to his female co-workers. You ever seen a grown man naked? Okay, she has no business. She shouldn't be running a 5K, let alone the state of New York. And again, I don't get on the air as an activist. I'm very much a talk show host. But man, I live here and I pray to God that Lee Zeldin beats her because you just need somebody. It's the most basic thing in the world. This is it. This is so simple. Lock up the bad guys. And when you lock them up, keep them there for a little while. Let justice run its course. This idea that you can kill somebody on Tuesday and be walking the streets on Wednesday, I promise you, that's not Republican. That's not Democratic. That's just plain idiotic. So get your head out of your ass, Kathy Hochul.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.